are here. Matrix 4 is out this Christmas. Back in 99, the original Matrix, a science fiction action film starring Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, Carrie Ann Moss, burst onto our scenes with cult status. It depicts a dystopian future in which humanity is unknowingly trapped inside a simulated reality, the Matrix, which intelligence machines have created to distract humans while using their bodies as an energy source. When computer programmer Thomas Anderson under the hacker alias Neo uncovers the truth, he is drawn into a rebellion against the machines along with other people who have been freed from the matrix. A movie that shaped reality or an eerie coincidence on many levels. So many hidden meanings, secret codes to decipher. With that, let's get to the show. Sean, it has been a while. Uh, what's happening? What's going on with you? Talk to me about the difference that's making a difference uh, right now. Yeah, no, it's uh, it, things are always changing. That's the only constant. But it's it's fun, you know, having fun, being a dad, uh, you know, just giving more time um, than I probably had planned to just kind of you know adjusting to being dad and i'm just really really enjoying that time and uh yeah just kind of being family man first and doing a lot of reading and just putting more work into my investing program that uh, i was kind of neglecting so being more of a full-time student if you will and it, it, it's really 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 helped with uh the, the volatility on this market. So I'm, I'm glad I've done that. Uh, but yeah, man, otherwise just grateful, grateful to be a father again. Um, but you know, how about you? I, I do see with your posts that things appear to be opening up down there uh, in every sense. And I also believe it looks like you're training for a run that I haven't been able to give to, to, to talk to you about. So uh, what's going on there in your world? Yeah, we, we are certainly getting back to some normality here, which is awesome, uh, you know, pretty much back to normal here in Melbourne, which is nice. And I am, you know, I'm getting into some running. I've got a little, just a short little 10K run. I think it's next week. And then I've got my eye on a 60K ultra, like I think it's in April next year, which is along the Great Ocean Road. They haven't announced the tickets. As no, of can now. I ask you, can I ask you a question? Is Is yeah. that because you genuinely want to or is that because you're a rich roll fan like just be, be completely honest because i i've considered like how hard do i want to push my body and i've, I've yeah. done a half iron man and i'm going to do a full but beyond that it just seems like punishment for me so i, I really need to hear like is this going to be joy or is this going to be glory Look, I, th I think there's going to be a lot of pain. The The challenge I have at the moment, and I think it's an old man thing, is that my right calf is just, it's its acting up. Even this 10K could be a challenge for me because I get 2Ks in and it just seems to really tighten. So so there's going to be a lot of pain involved. A, a f my best friend's brother did a lot of ultras and that kind of sparked some interest. And yeah, absolutely. You know, Rich talks about what he's done and I'm coming at it from just how it's going to challenge my mind to be in what I picture to be a pretty dark place at times. So I'm looking forward to going through the process of training to get ready for that. And then that experience on the day of just, you know, hopefully being able to get through the race. I think you've only got to average seven minute kilometers 
so the pace is not too bad you know i'm usually around a five minute five and a half minute k like no matter what even when i was doing half marathons which is you know <laughs> a third of that distance so we'll see how we go i'm looking forward to it i'm worried about the calf <laughs> maybe dropping off but <laughs> you'll be fine you'll be fine I, I do like that sense of competition though i've got to sign up for a race i was talking to a friend uh, about signing up for a try this summer because we got a peloton and yeah. i don't want to get off the thing <laughs> it's yeah, yeah, yeah. you know four or five sessions a week right now and just loving it and it's honestly because i'm being pushed because i can see a leaderboard that's how my mind works they know how to manipulate me luke <laughs> speaking of the matrix you put a leaderboard right there you you tell me i'm x out of several thousand and i'm i'm gonna go for it i'm gonna give her so yeah, it works man it works yeah i love that competition sign up don't uh don't wait for it just just do it but but anyway let's dig in um please but, but before we do this uh i just want to say this show is not about conspiracy theories of a global group controlling our every move this is not about the red pills and the blue pills and, and all of that uh, i would say that reading online the theories about the movie include religion spirituality sexuality numerology alan watts was apparently talking about the movie back in the 70s and works of plato's allegory of the cave it is exhausting and made my mind you know bend like a noodle which is uh <laughs> which is a line in the movie um and then it's really all about this situation that many humans face right now and that is too much time in the digital world not engaging with the gift you know of which which we have so and this is this of, is yeah this is also oh sorry i, I didn't see that last line yeah, uh, yeah. Important, important line so hit me with yeah. it <laughs> so how much of this is you know art imitating life you know it, this is kind of like a choice that you have to make because if i go down one rabbit hole um it, it can go to a pretty negative place right because yeah, you know yeah. we've been prophesizing our our doom through popular culture for a really really long time it's almost comedic but at this point, the wagon is so hitched to technology that there's nothing that we can do, right? I mean, like there is no reversal strategy. It, like show one to me and it just simply can't happen because our lives are far too connected to, you know, the the, the matrix, if you will, right? Uh, but it, it's, you know, we're, we're, this is, we're even talking about this pre-official metaverse existing and we're about to get even more ingrained, more connected. And I, I look at that and I, I I've struggled to even invest money in Facebook because I don't know if I completely agree with it, if that makes sense. Like, I understand that that's where the world is going, but I've chosen to put my money elsewhere and just kind of vote with my money because I think that we were handed a pretty cool, like very real feeling universe to go and interact with people in. And I think it's underutilized. So like, why not get more out of this one before you've got to go and, and hang out in a fake one all the time, you know? Have you seen the Iceland worse, um, the response from Iceland, as in Iceland? <laughs> so no. Anybody that's listening to this, have a look at the Iceland worse and their response to Zuckerberg's um, metaverse. But, you know, you, I think, you know, part of what you're saying, I absolutely agree with, right? You know, we are that far down that rabbit warren or the hole in regards to what we have created. But there is there is still the opportunity. Like, we don't need to engage with the level that we do right now 
you know, many of us don't need to do that. Like we don't need to be plugged into this absolute machine, which is, you know, the Facebooks, the Instagrams, you know, LinkedIn's, if we want to talk about those platforms, like we don't, we don't need to, we can do other things. But the challenge is, is that it's now become such a norm for people, like getting up and having a cup of coffee and a, and a water would be the norm. And so is then getting onto the social media and, and getting caught into that. Like that's the biggest challenge. How do people break away from that and become less, you know, plugged in? Yeah. Uh, well, it's up to the individual, right? Because it's in, it's in one of the segments and we're going to dive into it, but the human mind's ability to normalize its surroundings. If that, if that didn't happen, we'd all just be running around freaking out about the fact that we are on a, a spinning rock in, in the middle of infinite growing nothingness, right? Yeah. That would drive people pretty mad if that was the point of focus every day. So we need to be able to conform. Our minds need to be able to assimilate. assimilate. I, I don't want to dive too much deeper into that. Um, I just kind of want to, I, yeah, I want to, I want to actually, let's dive into this point. It's a perfect segue. So, one thing is clear is that this is not a story if humans didn't have an incredible ability to normalize their surroundings, right? The fact that we are on a sphere floating through space through infinite nothingness that is growing, right? It's growing infinite nothingness would be enough to make one crazy if they obsessed over it. So to what extent do you see this film speaking to our ability to be manipulated? It's, it is such a, an awesome question. There is one part that they said in the movie and he says ignorance is bliss. And I think that is part of it, right? Ignorance is bliss in regards to the things that go on in this world, related to this world and maybe the universe that people just don't, don't lean into. And I think that helps. When you talk about how we are manipulated, like I mentioned at the start around Plato's allegory of, of the cave, which I've never heard of, and excuse my ignorance, I've never, never read it, never heard of it, and started to do some research on that. And it's fascinating when they talk about that. It's basically these people that are in, in a cave, right? And they're chained to the wall. They've never been outside of that cave, and, and they see shadows on the wall, and it's their shadows, but they don't know that. They picture it's all of these other imagination right the manipulation in their mind from seeing this and imagining all this other stuff one guy gets out of the cave and goes out and sees the world and comes back and tries to explain to these people hey this is all this stuff out there and they don't believe him and then the story goes from there and so you know this gets into this ability for us to be manipulated there is the perceptions that we have to everything around us and our relationship to it and, and that's critical. And, you know, the work that we do when we talk to people as well, it's, you know, what is your perception and relationship to the story and the reality that exists for you? And how have you possibly been manipulated in that part from external factors? But it's also how do you, you know, steer yourself, how to manipulate yourself to, to change your view on some of these things. But it's, it's an awesome question that you could just spend days on. You could go on and on and on forever. And, you know, it's funny that the way you finish that makes me think of a podcast I just listened to. And it's a book that I want to read of an ex Navy SEAL who, oh man, the name of the book and his name is going to escape me, but he got his face nearly blown off, right? In, in battle and he survived. And it was an absolute shock that he survived. Uh, but in his book, it was on Lewis House's podcast, but in his book, he talks about, you know, 70% of leadership is self-leadership, 
right? Mm -hmm. So like, if you want to pull yourself out of the matrix, or, you know, how I find that the movie is a direct allegory for life in so many ways is that if you want to pull yourself out of the drudgery, if you want to pull yourself out of the mundane, then I agree with his statement, right? Coming from a very, very successful, highly decorated, uh, you know, ex Navy SEAL that now just gives gives back, right? Spends a lot of his time giving back and training future generations of leaders. I will find his name, and uh, maybe we edit it back in or something, or I Google it, but we'll we'll, we'll figure it out. But uh, basically, you know, that's that's kind of what he says is is it's just on the daily, right? You have to forgive that uh, that shouldn't happen again. But on the daily, right? You have to decide how am I going to conduct myself, in, in, mm. and I'm not talking about in the large ways. I'm not talking about in the major ways where you know the the Hollywood is built on the major moments, right? Like that's what sells a story. But that's not what creates success. It's the things that you decide to do on a daily basis that you know activate the best version of yourself, right? Like th that's how you get out of the matrix and gain some sort of control. Because if not, you're going to have the same habits, like not the same habits, you're going to have habits, but they're habits that just kind of happen out of the ether because you don't intentionally choose them. You just end up living them and they create this repetitive matrix-like existence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you, you're stuck in this old version of yourself, you know, repeat over and over again. Internet starts, let's call it an 83, Facebook 2004, iPhone 2007, and virtual reality early 90s, Matrix released 99. Absolutely impossible at that stage to see how much time we would waste plugged into the digital world, or was it always destined to be how it is right now, Sean? Uh, well, I don't think you have to be like a, a quant or, you know, a, a, a physicist or a nuclear physicist to kind of connect the dots to where this is going, right? Like, I guess our history and our lifetime is going to show if uh, if humans are, you know, genuinely very intelligent or just clever, right? Like, we're, we're going to figure that out based on how we handle the, the, the next little while. But I see it as only being destined this to be this way, right? Because you have people who are just coming up through the ranks, studying to dive even further into the world of computer. The one constant thing is the evolution of technology. The the changing parts is just humans, right? That they, they don't know the whole picture behind all of this tech, but they're just jumping onto it at this point, right? And continuing along the journey. So the tech is kind of developing you know, a, a mind of its own, if you will, or a usability that that works through several different types of humans. And I see it as it was just, it's kind of destined to be this way, right? When, once, once we humans get obsessed about something, once we hitch our wagons to something, we're seeing that thing through, right? Until we either exhaust it, or we get proven a reason that there's something else to adopt that makes more sense for us, right? But right now, it's like, you know, if you look at like, you know, I know, I know you like Andrew Huberman and uh, I know you listen to him quite a bit. It's fantastic. Listen, uh, hugely informative podcast, but we're actually no longer evolving, right? Like mm -hmm. in, in an evolutionary scale with our reliance on machines where we are just kind of helping them evolve, if you will, mm -hmm. like we ourselves are no longer evolving. We're definitely not evolving physically. Just look outside, you know what I mean? And take a look at the general population. We're not evolving physically. So, you know, yeah unless we do some unless we change some things drastically that's what history was showing us that's where it's going mm -mm -mm. Do, do you and i'm curious to hear your point like do, do you do you disagree or you know do you agree right like I'm, i do the work that i do because i hope for better right but i do see a heavy reliance on technology not shrinking only growing look 
the challenge that we have is that we are we are distracted very easily, right? That like that's that's just what happens to us. Like once once we focus in on something, like we're designed to 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 ratchet into that and and keep on banging away at it, the good and the bad, and that's the challenge that a lot of people have. So I think once once the powers that be, the people that created this, started to really buy into the way that would get us hooked, then it was absolutely always destined to happen. The challenge, and you're talking about there when, you know, the evolution of us is that the evolution of us is going to require us to have, uh, you know, some level of approaching from philosophy to, to explore some deeper meaning to really drill down into what this is all about. And with all of this stuff that is thrown at us on a day-to-day basis, there is very little of that going on for the general population. There are certainly people that take time and spend and explore and look to expand their mind, but at the moment we're just kind of stuck in this this frivolous waste of time doing bullshit that doesn't matter. That's the problem that we've got. So, you know, I, I wrote down here... What nearly brought this whole movie down was Cypher's self, I think it's Cypher, was his self-centered thoughts, the guy that wanted to be plugged back into the Matrix. He didn't want to be in the reality. What what saved the movie was Neo's selfless discovery that, you know, enabled him to see his true capability, right? He was going to sacrifice himself to go back and get Morpheus, not knowing that he was the one at that point in time. He just wanted to do it. He was being selfless. And, and that's the thing that I think all of us need to keep on working on is that how do we get away from some of this self-centered work and become more selfless to expand and move ourselves forward? And I think that's the challenge that we've got with the planet right now if we wanted to go down that, which maybe we won't, but w- we need more selflessness. We need more people expanding the horizon of thought versus what we're doing. Yeah, because as you said somewhere in there, uh, it's a decision that kind of needs to be made in our lifetime, right? Because the 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 way we're living is is stressing things, right? And like in and do in, in this great in this time of great, I can't remember what you said, but you know, in this time where we are, we will look back and we go, why did we create so many of these ridiculous industries when the ultimate goal is is survival and should be cohesion, right? Like yeah. how to make this sphere the most livable sphere of awesomeness that we can you know what i mean like not just pioneer useless industry of of redundant rubbish plastics you know what i mean like just like let's actually do things that matter so yeah it's uh it's gonna be interesting when we look back on it all but i want to jump to this segment here unless you want to intro the segment about uh just elements from the movies that we as uh, segments from the movie that we just loved and had to like kind of document and relive um so what i've got for you is basically when neil wakes up on the ship right when he when he's like on the other side for the first time uh and he asks why his eyes hurt and you know morpheus says because you've never used them before Right. And then he goes back to sleep. So that was obviously for more than just, you know, an obvious statement for entertainment's sake. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was an, it was very clearly an allegory for life. Do you feel you've ever had one of those moments, right? The as though you're seeing for the first time moments or, you know, you just kind of just seeing it so differently paradigm shift, if you will. Yeah, I think um, I think if I reflect back 
to you know a lot of well, not a lot, but a big chunk of my corporate roles. Like my eyes were just maybe not glazed over, but I wasn't focused on some of those really big things. And then when I got to the point where, okay, I'm walking away from that and now I'm going to focus on some things that really matter, you know, maybe my eyes were starting to open up then. Maybe my eyes were starting to open up in regards to some of the behaviours and how I was as a, a dad and a husband that that I'd been closed off to. And you know, if I took it all the way back, you know, 15 or 20 years, my eyes were uh, closed to the biases that I was forming, which were actually serving me no good. It wasn't until my everything started crashing down and Julie was going, well, what's happening here? That my eyes were open to, hey, these things don't, don't serve well. Um, and I think that's probably the, how I would relate it to my own personal stuff. Yourself, I'm, I'm, you know, knowing what you've been through, you know, how does that sit with you? Well, what, what I what I now know is uh, is I'm going to have more of those moments. That that's the only thing that I know for sure. Because you know, I, I could say I had a very big one, you know, heading into sobriety, but that was just the tip of the iceberg, and there were many more of those moments. And mm -hmm. it, it really is just one of those. Just I think like the older you get, it has a humbling process where you just start to shut up more and you just start to listen, right? So for some, it happens a little earlier in life. For some, it happens a little bit later. But basically, it, 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 it's it, it, there's been several. That, that's the only way to really put it, like becoming a father for the first time, becoming a father for the second time, you know, getting sober, uh, just different moments in life when you you know get a raise or a promotion and it's not quite as amazing as you thought it would be, right? To, to say that, you know, you're, you're making six figures or that you're making this amount or that, you know, you, this happened and, and you, you kind of reach these things. And it, it's, yeah, that, that was, an, that's another moment when you start to see almost with a new set of eyes, right? That, okay, no matter how far I chase this, it's not going to bring joy and fulfillment, right? So it's, uh, I think that's the, the, the one awareness piece that I have now is that I'm going to get new lenses many times over for the rest of my life. It doesn't just happen once or twice. You know, how, how do you think the best way, so, you know, people sitting here, you know, going, okay, we're talking about the matrix, but clearly we're also talking about a lot of life stuff. So how do, how do people continue to open their eyes to things that they might be ignorant about? Like, what do you think is the best thing that they can be doing to, to really dig into the reality that exists around them? Well, I, I encourage everybody to apply the Bruce Lee method, right? Which is him on an interview saying, try to learn everything, apply what works for you and adopt your own, right? So you should do that with everything that you take in. But for me, it, it's just be, be a student, right? Like read voraciously and on a numerous field of subjects, right? Like make yourself uh, you know, like I, I'm going to read a book on quantum computing, right? Which is the, the future revolution of computing. Like I have no idea anything about it, but it's supposed to be written in a way that even the beginner's mind can understand it because I, I just want to understand more on a wider range of subjects. And that is one way that your eyes start to open again and again is you, you just different people's points of view, right? And accepting that like the most important thing, and this is a Steve, Steve Jobs thing. And even though he had, uh, you know, a bit of a, a bad boy image and just the sense of how he interacted with people, 
he really had no ego when it came to being right right he just wanted to get it right you know mm -hmm. what i mean like like he like prove me wrong i have no problems with that you know like mm -hmm. if, if it leads to something better and you know that's what if you just if you go on with just the desire to learn without any over burning desire to be right you're you're headed in the right direction in my opinion okay okay the question comes up, I think it was Neo to, to Morpheus. What is the matrix? Morpheus turns around and says, computer-generated dream world to keep us under control. As long as the matrix exists, the human race will never be free. So can we be free with so much information flowing into us, into our minds every single day? What do you think? uh this is this is a tough difficult question like only someone can only give an opinion not really come close to a correct answer and then there's so many different ways that that one can answer this uh again i think th this is just the beauty of it is that it, it really is up to the beholder to create their own reality Right. Like it, it, it really is, um, you know, Tom Bilyeu, I'm a fan of his as well. And he, he really will say often, you know, he's like, if, if, if to you, the world is this terrible place where things mm -hmm. just don't pan out and things just don't happen, then it will continue to be that way. That will be the world for you. And no one will be able to argue you out of it. But if you believe that the universe is this incredibly abundant place that has nothing but opportunity for you to just capitalize on, then that's what it will be for you. But you have to decide it first, right? So um, I still don't really have an answer to your question, though. Uh, you know, like it, it just it, it just be, determines like, can we find a way to just kind of use it for good? Can we find a way to use it to, you know, reduce uh, you know, inequality, can we, uh, you know, use it in a way to kind of, because we all have access to the information now. So can we reduce all of these gaps, right? Like, I know utopian society perhaps doesn't work, but I don't know, we can be free if we allow everybody to use the information, right? Mm. And stop the manipulation. Mm. But it's, uh, it's, it's uh, how do we get there? How do we inter like interweave that web to, to create this semi-utopian society? I don't have a fucking clue. So forgive my English, but <laughs> I don't have a clue. Yeah, look, I you know I agree. There's nothing wrong with information. There's nothing wrong with with stuff flowing into your mind on a daily basis. It just depends on what it is. Like that that's the challenge that everybody is faced with at the moment. There is so much stuff out there to read, listen, watch, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It just depends on what you want to put into your mind. And that was kind of what you were talking about before. If if you want to play the victim that this is everything's conspiring against you because of the stuff that you've imagined, then so be it. And the same thing goes with information. Put the right stuff in there and chances are you're heading a different direction. Another one, another one of these lovely scenes. So Morpheus says to Neo, I told you I can only show you the door. You have to walk through it. Is this the ultimate life coach one-liner? Uh, it, it is. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love, uh, you know, like helping people to their aha moments. But there is a lot of cheese and redundancy out there. Um, you know, th that's the unfortunate thing. Like in any industry, uh, you're going to get some great ones and you're also going to get some lousy ones pretending, 
right and uh you know so when i when i see this line i think it's it's very 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 true but it also i also look at it and just think like how absolutely anybody can can read a self-help book get behind a catchphrase or two and uh you know be a guru yeah like i kind of it's nearly one of those that you would throw out there i could picture someone saying it in a way that well i accept no responsibility from this point in time right there's the door but you know, it's not my fault if nothing happens. And that's not really what the coaching part's about, right? At the end of the day, you're there to facilitate and help the change that someone is seeking. So, you know, sometimes you need to help create the door. You can't just say that there's one over there and you've got to walk through it. I don't think it works that way, but... Uh, well, it's a, it's a way to dissolve responsibility, right? Or absolve responsibility. It's the same thing. A different way of saying it is, you know, you can take a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. You know, it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. I mean, especially when you look out there and you, you spend some time on social media, looking at what other people are doing and you realize how common it is, the, the purchasing of followers the inauthenticity that is out there, like th- that's, that's really sad in my opinion, right? That like somebody is probably paying more than they should be for a coach that has X amount of thousands of followers mm-hmm. where they're not, they're, they're bots, mm-hmm. right? It's a, it's a smoke screen being put up. And to me mm-hmm. that cheapens the entire industry, right? Mm-hmm. But unfortunately the coaching industry is no different to anything else that's ever existed. There, there will be charlatans, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, uh, it's unfortunately part of it, but uh, yeah, I mean, that is absolutely at the you know probably been told by thousands if not hundreds of thousands of life coaches over time that that one liner right there yeah but anyway have you have you ever used it luke well you know i'm as you're saying there i, I talk about what do i talk about i i do say to people that that you know during times in your life there are doors that will appear and that, that you do need to take the chance to go through that door because a lot of people don't, right? Like there's opportunities, there's whether or not it's forks in the road, pathway, door, whatever vernacular you know you wish to use. But for me, that's the thing that I need to get into people's minds is that there are choices that exist that are absolutely in your power. Like all of this is within your power. So if a door opens and that's an opportunity for you on the other side of it, then don't overthink it take it like that that's the way i would use the doorway when i was talking when i talk to people mm-hmm. yeah yeah no it's not that it's incorrect it just when i read that initially it just made me think it just made me chuckle a few times of just that uh <laughs> w- w- what's the saying like uh not like well backseat quarterbacking uh, you know backseat driving d- like dime store uh, anyways, I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of different sayings for, you know, cheap advice, but it, it, I just, that's just kind of what I pictured was mm-hmm. your, you know, cheesy salesman that has taken a, you know, like, yes, like three weeks to six figures coaching yes. course yes. that is out there peddling their program right now. Like I just, I, I, I envisioned that. Right. But, uh, it, it can also be beautiful if you choose it to be beautiful. I, I, I kind of gave it an ugly, ugly color, but, uh, yeah, let me jump on something else here really, yeah, really quickly. Um, rolling. yeah, so this is going to be, you know, a little bit deeper, right? Um, 
of just, uh, but I'm, I'm going to let you kind of take us in a few directions. So coming from a place of, of pure consciousness, if you will, right? Like humanity as a whole, getting to where we are now, like, you know, e evolution is not just the body, consciousness evolves, right? So just think of, think like expansive, think greater consciousness. Uh, you know, what do you think this segment symbolizes towards the one's relationship with self, right? Morpheus to Neo, you are a slave, Neo. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage, born into a prison that you cannot smell or taste or touch, a prison for your mind, right? So what does this say about the human condition? Yeah, I think that last part is the absolute key to it. We are, we are an absolute prisoner in our own mind to the things that we wish to do, our, our ability to do incredible things our ability to have amazing lives to live healthy relationships to engage love speak all of these these things in in such a heightened way exists but we often just get caught up in that cycle of our own bullshit in our minds of making the excuse of well i can't do this and i can't do that this is the reason why that person made me say it this person made me do it i don't have the opportunities in my life whatever it is whatever you know figment of our imagination we have concocted to stay a prisoner in our minds so i think that last part is bang on the world has examples of people that have come from nothing and created amazing stories and i don't mean billionaire stories i mean people coming out of you know abject poverty and creating amazing lives themselves you know people coming from all kinds of trauma and they have at some stage or another chosen to break free from that and that's what i think the important part is here i had a feeling you were going to to grab that book when you started looking around behind you i thought maybe you were going to do that and and nelson mandela is a wonderful example so you know how can you break free of those shackles on a daily basis because we all have that those small chains sometimes and then sometimes they're the really big and heavy ones but that's the opportunity that exists for us in each and every moment is just to to break free of that um and, what, and what's the only thing that that can cure that fear that that, that creates that in action what's the only thing effectively that can that can cure fear how, how do people move past fear yeah, yeah like what's the only thing what's the only thing that can that can combat fear right like the only thing that one can do is to take action yeah well, right ab absolutely and sometimes in action like, only grows the fear it does it does because it just re repeats what has happened in the past and that's the thing that's that's really difficult you know we don't sit here and say well it's easy just ignore the fear and and march forward and expect people to just do it and sometimes people can, but sometimes it's about unlearning some of the habits and behaviours that have led them to be shackled by that that pain or trauma in, in the past. So, But it is the ability to say, this is not how I want my life to be from this moment going forward. I won't keep giving in and holding onto this, this weight of pain. I will go and do you know, what I seek to have as an amazing life. Um, Hopefully that's answered maybe in some small way. <laughs> no, I mean, that, that, that was great. I'm actually, the, this, I knew this would lead to this, right? A, a conversation on The Matrix, a, a show that, you know, 
again, one of one of my idols, Tom Bilyeu, just love the way he thinks and the way he always challenges himself to learn more and to always be learning, basically. Uh, but, you know, he sells a T-shirt that says The Matrix is a documentary, right? And, uh, you know, so like the, the having a conversation about a movie like this is going to go in some weird places. There's just no way to not, you know, go to some deeper dimensions of thought because it's it's art imitating life, imitating the art of life, imitating like you know infinite possibilities of choose your own adventure you know what i mean because it, it, it like we're, we're in this web now that you know is gonna is gonna kind of I, I have no idea where it's going to go right it's gonna be you know virtual reality to to work day uh before you know i i reach 60. so i i, I don't know what's going to happen in the, in the years to come but uh i think the, the the human condition one thing is for sure is that i think that i don't think the freedom lies with an existence like so deeply plunged into this virtual reality because it goes so against so many millennia of evolution so much time that humans have spent evolving right Two hundred thousand years in the human form about you know six million years or so it's argued that our earliest ancestors uh you know probably were in the water still or came out of the water i, I i'm not sure but anyways it, it, our evolution has been for a life out there, right? Not in here. Yeah. So it's a very, very rapid change against what our human condition is built for. And uh, that's why I just think that, you know, the work that, that that we do in this field and the people that are taking it very seriously are going to be more important in the years to come to remember how to just kind of like take action and enjoy this, this real world that we've been given and this book i've only i've only dabbled in but i've listened to these folks extensively on a podcast and then got dove into their world but a hunter gatherer's guide to the 21st century uh have you heard of it luke you're, you're nodding no. kind of no? no okay but uh they, they they did an episode ironically recently with uh tom bilio and impact theory i think they ran the circuit uh promoting this book so you can find them anywhere but yeah, it's yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. kind of what I was just kind of running along about and some of the things that we've talked about is that uh the world that we live in now you you just can't run on the base program that we've evolved with you've got to just kind of change your thinking change some of your processes and not just kind of go with the flow because going with the flow the way our evolution has gotten us here will not get you success in our modern world yeah you as you're saying that i, I wonder whether or not the challenge for us um, even starting today, is how do we strip back some of this non-essential, you know, layers that we've put in that keep on distracting us from, you know, enjoying th this gift that we have. But you know, you were talking. There was some stuff in there. You were talking about knowledge and whatnot. But nearly everyone I speak to about this movie talks about the scene where, like, Neo's lying down. Um, you know, he's he's got that whole. Um, you know, he's got the thing plugged into him and they're uploading all of the knowledge of the different martial arts into his mind. You know, everybody's response seems to be, damn, you know, that would be so cool. Like a perfect reflection on us wanting the final destination versus the journey of growth, right? Like wanting to skip ahead to this I know it all versus experiencing it to understand maybe a portion of it. So what do you think? It's, it's very common, right? I mean, like, 
Well, I, I'm just going to use the the stock market right now, right? Like I'm, I've, we've all known inflation was coming, but at a certain point, what goes up must come down, right? Like the, the, the COVID crash wasn't a real market crash. We're still riding like the world's longest bull market with how quickly it recovered. And it's just, you know, right now it's, uh, everyone wants to get rich super, super fast. And recent history has created some of that reality, right? But we are in the definition of a bubble. Something's got to give, right? Mm. Warren Buffett has a lot of money in cash right now. And, you know, that's kind of this mentality is just, I want to like plug in a code and, and now I'm a character that has a ton of money because all crypto is going to go to the moon with no repercussion, right? Like it's, it's just, uh, mm. it, it, it's, it's one of these things. And, it's everywhere though, right? It's, it, it's with working out. People want that bod, but it, it's almost like the universe has this unwritten code that if you want something really, truly good, you've got to spend some time at it. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I'll, I'll give you this body that you want, but it's only a day about, you know, like 288 that you'll really start noticing some serious gains, right? So it's like, can you make it to day 288? And then at that point, the curve is going to go faster. Right. Mm. But uh, it's that waiting out period that people have no interest in. It's why it's why Hollywood leaves that portion out of most movies. You know what I mean? And it's just like that one setback, damn three minute gym montage. And, you know, now they're ready to go pro. You know what I mean? Like th th that's yeah. that's the Hollywood version, because when you really study it, people feel better about themselves when they're able to just chalk it up to natural talent. But when they, if they go and look at the true story and they look backwards and they look at how much work was put in by each person that achieved the greatest heights, the reality is at this point now you're embarrassed if you know the whole story, right? Because you're like, well, I could have had a chance at that, but I never put in the work. I'd rather just choose to believe the story of that person was naturally gifted. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, as I'm getting out and doing my runs, I constantly have um, a a or one of three David Goggins podcasts. I know we've spoken about him before. And the stuff that he was doing around his fitness is incredible considering what he was before dedicating all of that time. And he talks a lot about people just want to label him as a freak because that makes them feel better about themselves instead of understanding that you know, he was he was fat, he was overweight, he had all these issues in regards to his upbringing. Like there was all of these challenges and he... What's he say? He says that he ground himself down into fine powder to create this version of himself. So, you know, that's the challenge that we all have. You know, we can be better parents. We can be better, you know, people in relationships. We can be better leaders in our community, whatever it is. But that will require work. It's not just going to magically appear one day without you having done all of that background, right? So, you know, I agree 100% with what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, uh, it's, yeah, it, it, it's funny. Should do, uh, should do convos about the matrix more often because there's so many spin-off ways this conversation could have gone that we didn't even get to today. Absolutely. But, uh, we'll do yeah, one when, when matrix four comes out, we'll do another one, but right, I've got one more for you, mate. So please, Neo, please. Neo's journey in the movie is a classic tale. The chosen one, the reluctant hero, the savior, and the one who must sacrifice himself and rise from the dead to save those around him. He ultimately must know thyself, and I know that that's something that you you talk about, to be all he can be and unleash his full potential. He must let go, which is a line from Fight Club. Is this just an incredible tale of what we need to be ourselves? 
it's uh i think like becoming the one or becoming a, a bastion of industry or like getting the most out of yourself unfortunately isn't the human norm right or or we wouldn't have this percentage scale right the the one percent and the other 99. uh so or you know the 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 peak of athleticism it's you know it's one of those things where it's uh not everybody gets to execute on that level because they don't fully let go right they don't fully just take that leap of faith in themselves it's something that i've been learning again when you say the lenses right change we were talking about the lenses earlier and it's almost mm -hmm. like now you've got a new set of eyes and it's like why do my eyes hurt because you're using them for the first time I feel like every time you go through one of those moments, you go through like a little bit of a, of a metamorphosis where like more is available to you now, right? Like, you know, you now have more options because something has just clicked or something has become a little bit more clear. And I'd, I'd love to know if you can kind of relate to that. But I honestly feel that every time you have one of those awakenings, if you will, the world and the options within the world get a little bit bigger to you. Yeah, 100%. That's that know thyself. And, and you've said that a number of times on, on the show. And I think that that is the key to all of this. When you know yourself for the good and the bad, then that gives you the opportunity from a place of knowledge and acceptance to make the change that you seek. But in, until you know that, then you're stuck in that same position of just going around and around and around, right? So, Well, it's, it's the Stephen Covey analogy. You know what's funny is uh where is it i'm doing the book club with with a couple of buddies again and mm -hmm. this is the book we're reading now and i'm almost done this book and oh, it's yes. written in nine it's written in 1959. almost everything that is the the in the jay shetty school that we went through almost everything that is in almost all of the self-help book that you books that you read today is yeah. a synthesis of of this right like all of the yeah. ideas have existed going way back to a very pre-tech time the, the the simplest answers are almost always the best ones if executed right but like the difference is time right the, the like back to the kind of question of, of wanting to, to the, like i know kung fu right and wanting to skip it and get all the way to the end get rich right now right get rich quick on the internet scheme uh is that skipping of steps does not allow you to enjoy the greatness for an elongated period of time, right? Uh, you've got to cultivate it over time and time is that ingredient that we are not taught of, right? It's like you give 15 years to a company and you dedicate yourself and you work your tail off, at the end of that 15 years, your salary is going to have grown at a greater rate in the final 10 to five years mm -hmm. than the first one to 10, right? Mm -hmm. Because that time, those skills you have amassed, you are all of a sudden much more valuable and then boom, right? Your salary is going to skyrocket. Mm -hmm. It's the same with everything because if you apply yourself, you get more valuable. But you know, in, this, in, a, in a wonderful book called The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson, he makes that so abundantly clear about you're either on the downside or the upside of the curve, right? And the reason so many people's lives kind of seem to have this wobbly trajectory, they still stay above this, you know, the flat line where they're, they're finding moderate success, but you get some success, and then you stop living the things that got you that success and you kind of stumble a little bit and then you get hey, wait a minute it's not going to happen just by chance and you've got to continue to do it and then you know so the key to like that ultimate success is can you stay above the line and apply those same things on a regular basis again and again and again and again even when you're not feeling it continue to apply those things so that you survive the dark nights of the soul with still making progress or at the very least not going in the other direction if if I did not lose you with that tangent. No, no, n not at all. And you know, going back to the you know when you're talking about the books, 
and none of this is new news, right? Like well, this has been spoken about philosophy for hundreds and hundreds of years. You know, when we talk about you know what is the important part, it's this knowledge of self, it's the acceptance of self, and then it's about putting something into action, whatever that is, and that's what all of these self help books are about. But, but people just keep on missing some of these important elements whether or not it's the knowledge, the acceptance, the honesty, or putting into action, right? They, they sometimes go, well, I've read it and I know what I need to do, but they're still not doing it. So like, none of this is new news, but it is time for people to get out of their own way and, and I think begin making some of these changes, right? If they want to be the hero in their own story, then know thyself, but make the change that you seek. Know thyself. And I, I just, I also think we could do a better job across all industry of eliminating this myth of ease, right? That like, it, it should just kind of be easy and automatic and that everybody's got their best life on social media. Like, I think we owe it to each other on this, this, you know, giant floating sphere to just demacho that a little bit, you know, like it, it's, it's okay. That it's, it's going to be difficult to achieve your goals. That's, that's the point, right? But start making that a little bit more okay a little bit more understood at a younger age like let's let's deem let's let's like make it cool that things are hard you know that it's going yeah. to be really hard to achieve these things and it, it's kind of becoming a little bit more mainstream but i don't remember much of that from my high school days i'm curious like do you remember the path being laid out and really being told what what you were in for in the decades to follow no no not, not at all um there was there was none of that discussion uh, you know i was and even personal experience i was not clear in regards to really what i wanted to do getting out of high school you know really stumbled through and and started to forge that career and and sometimes even now when i look back at it you forget about all of that hard work that you did put in along the way and the failures that you have along the way and the things that you learned and having to have that you know novice mindset along the way to get to the success now, I think where I went wrong at times is I was just so focused on the last few years of what my career was and not reflecting on this really big journey that had gotten me to that point in time. And I need to keep on reminding myself as I continue to, to grow this new business as well, like this takes time. I can't expect to be in the same place right now you know, with this business as I was after 25 years in a corporate career. Like you've got to go through those things. You do, I, I hate to use that cliche, whatever it is that you're trying to achieve, you need to go through the work, right? You can't be plugged in and learn Kung Fu and everything else in five minutes. It just does not work the way. You know, stop kidding yourself thinking that just because you read a book that that's going to solve everything. The knowledge is the start. It's the action which takes you to a different place. Well, you listen to Dr. Huberman. I'm sure you've heard him say this many times, but it's it's the knowledge of knowledge it's, that is power. Absolutely. Right? Like it, it's kind of like when it kind of clicks, like you're like, okay, wait, I know this. I, I can apply it and lend that to time and Absolutely. I will get amazing results, right? It's, it's, it's once you allow the knowledge of knowledge to become power, not just this amassment of generalist stuff. Yeah. Right. Like it's it's funny. Sorry, I'm I'm remembering something random. But have you? Because I, I just watched it, The Legend of Shang Chi and the Ten Rings, the the the, the one of the latest Marvel movies. No, no. no, Aquafina, the comedian, is in it, and they're talking about things, and she's learning archery at one point in the movie, and one of the masters is 
talking about how long it will take to be good at this. And she's like, but that's, uh, but I, I, effectively it goes along the lines of, but, but I'm a millennial. I do things for a uh, relative period of time until I risk getting good at it. And then I move on to something else. But like, she's saying it very seriously in the movie as yeah. she really patiently tries to learn uh, oh. archery. So it's, uh, but it, you got to admit that's pretty bang on. It is. And that's maybe a show for another time. Well, let me ask you this. What, if anything, can we take away from this movie? There is so much in it, but if you were trying to distill it down to a key takeaway, what would it be? Uh, choose your hard is what I would say, right? Like choose your hard because life is, is hard, right? Regardless. And Neo's life, the short bit of it that you see uh, in the Matrix prior to him becoming aware, he wasn't enjoying himself. He was living a double life within that life, and he wasn't really happy. So, although he was having, I guess, you know, surface level, surface level success, selling his underground software and earning as as a software engineer, he was probably doing relatively okay. Uh, so, but he was miserable in that life. Right. And he was, it was, it was hard. That existence was hard. And then he chose a different existence that was more purposeful, but still hard. Right. So basically, the message is embrace your hard. There will always be elements of hard. We need to stop making everything seem like it's easy and it should always be easy and make things being hard okay. But just embrace that and realize that if you give it time and you stick to it and you have more days that you can look back on and say, I made good decisions, I'm proud of myself today, than days where you look back and say, I was a piece of shit today. Like, you know, I, I accomplished nothing. If you have more of the, 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 you know, the, the for the former days than the latter, you're going to be doing okay. You know what I mean? So just choose your hard, right? Do you want a hard that requires you to show up consistently at improving yourself? Or do you want the hard of staying where you are for decades? Gotcha. Choose your hard. I, I like that. I like that. Um, for me, I think it's around your perception and your relationship to it. So the perception to what is going on in your world and your relation to it. If you're honest with yourself, then you can start to make that shift. Anyway, that, that's my little bit. So how, how, you, how you see it and basically just like the, the, the story you choose. 100%. 100 Because, you know, we, we might live and go through similar things, but our perceptions are going to be different, right? And that's where I think you often hear people about they can force their way through difficult circumstances because that, their relationship to it is different to people that might just quit. And I think that's a really, really important thing for anybody to understand is that when, you, when you're honest with these things, well, this situation is, is a reality. It's happening to me. I can see that, right? I, you know, I'm in this particular relationship or whatever it is. That, that's factual. But it's also my my relationship to it. How am I really perceiving these things? And then what am I doing about it on the end? And I, I think that's a big part of what the film's about. And I think that's something that people should keep on being mindful of in their personal lives too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, awesome, man. I just appreciate the elaboration. So I think that was uh, I think that was pretty much covering covering yeah. the matrix pretty solidly there. Uh, All I, don't right. know, I don't know about you. Well, let's bring this to a close, but the Matrix was very much about a possible tomorrow. And as you know, our show, but what lesson can we learn from Neo and the crew to create a tomorrow unlike the Matrix? Um, there, there, there's, there's some repetition here for sure, but uh, just 
having more real conversations, just having more of them, mm -hmm. uh, the, the, just not, not having so many stay on the surface. And I think this just, this comes down to the individual, right? Like each individual digging in and having a deeper conversation than they've ever had with their father, their brother, uh, you know, their cousin. And instead of just doing what we normally do and just keeping things on the surface and like, you know, Hey, how are you? Like, great, man. Things are great. And dive into your job or the, the workout regime that you're on, or, you know, where are you going on vacation this year? Like, changing that narrative and starting to have more and more real conversations in your life and see what happens when you start to listen deeper than most people listen and mm -hmm. actually care. Right. So, I mean, it's like, you, cause you got to go deeper than just the education system. Cause that's such an easy cop out. Mm -hmm. It really just comes down to the individual. Do you want your life to be surface level with more and more and more people, or do you want to really dig in uh, and, and, and give more meaning to life with the people that matter the most to you? That's awesome. my, that's, that's my take on, uh, you know, how to not just become the, you know, programmer that is just, you know, doing side deals, making cash and, and just, you know, going to the office and wanting to shoot himself at the end of every day. All right. So I think it's keep it real, reject the fake. That's what it's about. Know thyself. Yeah. Know thyself. Deep down. All right. Beautiful. Well, with that, thank you everybody for joining us on this <laughs> delve into the matrix, which we could do maybe 12 different episodes relating this one but anyway if you did like the episode please subscribe share with the people that need to hear this story we'll be back in a few weeks uh, until then be safe be present be you sean and uh i'm switching it up a little bit but just be yourself always be yourself beautiful i love it all right bye for now <laughs>